I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, New York Times bestselling author and TV journalist. And this is Unchained TV's Voice America podcast. For the next hour, you will hear the solution to most of the problems that plague our world. And it's a solution mainstream media ignores, even though it only requires us to make one simple change. Want to know what it is and transform your life? Let's get started. Hello, I am so honored to have with me today somebody from Mercy for Animals, one of the most incredible organizations out there, Alex Cragen, who is uh, the Director of Government Affairs. We're talking about something that is truly, truly harrowing. And we are going to go live now on Voice America Radio and our app. So we are live on Voice America Radio and Unchained TV, the global streaming network for veganism and animal rights, talking to Alex Cragen, who is the Director of Government Affairs for Mercy for Animals, about a very, very serious crisis right now. The Northeast of the United States is in uh, a crisis with six feet of snow in some places, and yet, These poor animals, these pigs and these cows and these chickens and these turkeys are being transported in open air trucks, sometimes freezing to death, dying of hypothermia, and even getting stuck on the freeway, freezing to death. Who is looking out for them? Mercy for animals is. Alex, tell us why this is such a crucial campaign, particularly right now. Jane, first of all, thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, uh, And with regards to animal transport, you're right, it's absolutely atrocious. Uh, More than 20 million animals die every year on transport. This is an article uh, in Guardian earlier this year. Uh, The conditions are absolutely horrendous. There is no appropriate spacing with regards to the feces. So folks are there, the animals are, are, are cramped packed. They're not able to turn around. They're not able to lay down. Uh, they don't have access to food or water while in transport, and they don't have that exercise climate control. And here we are right now. It's late November. Folks are seeing a lot of snow in the Northeast, as you mentioned earlier. I live out here in the West, and we get a lot of snow, especially around the I-80 corridor. And uh, uh, frankly, it's, it's atrocious, and there's something needs to happen. And so that's why Mercy for Animals has put out together a petition to encourage folks to sign on to uh, that would direct and, and it, it calling on the USDA uh, and the Department of Transportation to put together rulemaking, putting together standards with regards to animal uh, animal transport here in the United States. It's long overdue, and uh, uh, so we'd encourage folks to go to mercyforanimals.org uh, slash transport. Uh, sign on that petition, share it with your friends, share it with your family. I know that Thanksgiving is coming up, uh, and it's a great opportunity to get the word out to uh, folks in the community. Yes, and here is... The Mercy for Animals call to action. Tell the USDA to update archaic animal transport regulations. And all you have to do is go to mercyforanimals.org forward slash transport. And you will see the easy way. I signed it before coming on today. And it takes literally five seconds to send this message to the United States Department of Agriculture and the Department of Transportation to say, dear God, I mean, what kind of society are we 
when we can allow animals to literally freeze to death on the freeway, what kind of society, morally bankrupt society, are we that we can stick sentient beings and pigs are, for example, more intelligent than dogs and pack them into crowded trailers and put them on the freeway when there are snowstorms and they literally arrive at the slaughterhouse frozen to death in some cases. And, you know, just for those who think, well, is she exaggerating? Check this out from CNN. Winds of up to 30 miles per hour could produce heavy snow at a rate of two to three inches per hour. While some travel bans have been lifted, many still remain in place. Uh, that makes sense. Authorities have written more than 400 citations for drivers breaking the travel ban. Stay off the roads, guys. They've also say they've towed dozens of vehicles stuck on the side of the road or involved in accidents because of the snow, hence the travel ban. Snowfall totals of more than six feet have been recorded in two locations. That is according to the National Weather Service. So ask yourself, would you want to be driven in an outdoor truck with no defense against? And here's some video, and I know a lot of people are listening on Voice America Radio, but let me tell you, these are metal trucks. We know that metal carries cold. They're packed in there. They're wedged where... Um, they're against the metal and they literally uh, freeze uh, and they experience hypothermia. I mean, this is barbaric. It is <laughs> barbaric. So my question is, do you think, Alex, that the United States Department of Agriculture, which is run by a dairy industry trade group leader, is listening? In other words, <laughs> I mean... If, if they cared, this would not require anybody to tell them this. I mean, this is pretty obvious. There's a extreme weather crisis in the Northeast. This is what these animals are transported in. Open air, wind whipping in, 30 mile an hour winds in some cases, whipping into these trucks. And, you know, it doesn't take brain surgery to know that that is essentially amounting to torture. So why do we have to even tell the USDA, which is unfortunately uh, burdened with a conflict of interest, they're supposed to watch out for farmed animals, but they're also supposed to promote the meat and dairy industry, which they do. So obviously corporate interests are far more powerful than the animals who cannot speak for themselves. That's why we've got mercy for animals there. But why do we even need to tell them this? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so there's a number of reasons. Like one, uh, you know, there, there haven't been a lot of examples of enforcement around this. Uh, they, there, and there are no like set out rules and regulations uh, with regard to how that uh, uh, enforcement is put into place. And so that's why we're putting this petition together. Why we're going and encourage people to sign on and to to get them to do because they, they once they uh, we 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 release these to public comment and then they get those in their inbox and they're able to review that. And they, they, they take that into consideration and then they move into like, well, what are our next steps? You know, are we going to uh, look at this? Are we not going to? They have to give us some sort of like response as a part of that. When that is, I'm not we're, I'm not quite sure that that's up to their timeline there. But that's why we're trying to get folks, as many folks as we can uh, to issue a statement, because like, as you mentioned earlier, the, the, the industrial animal agriculture factory farming, they have a lot of lobbyists. They have a lot of interest. And so it's up to us as members of the community 
as citizens, as residents of the United States, to go and sign on and make sure that we're having our voice heard. And the best way to do that is by signing petitions, things like this. Um, you know, there's uh, 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 the, the, the particular rule, it's called the 28-hour uh, rule, sorry, 28-hour law. Uh, and basically, uh, the, the USDA and, and the federal government allows for, for animals to be in these sort of uh, confined situations without access to climate control for up to 28 hours, which is like, I, I can barely sit in a car for four hours and I've got the AC or the heater on. I can't even imagine the misery and horror that comes with having to sit uh, in a confined space without the ability to lay down, without the ability to move around, without the ability to keep myself warm uh, in these sort of trailers and being, you know, they're absolutely filthy. Like, like you have animals sitting there, you know, things are going to happen. Like the, the, the body processes things and having to sort of like walk around in that is absolutely filthy and atrocious. And we, they deserve better. Uh, 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 and Americans uh, need to go and voice your concerns about this by signing on to petitions like this and getting involved in that process. Yeah, so uh, Gina DeVito says, you know, what can we do? Well, you can sign this petition. It's very easy. You literally go to mercyforanimals.org. That's the website, forward slash transport. And there is a uh, petition there that is extremely easy to sign. You'll see this. You scroll down. You put your name in. Boom! It takes five seconds. And mm -hmm. how many how many signatures are you looking for? Um, as many as we can. Last I checked, I believe it's at least eight thousand. But it grows every day. You know, people are signing on a regular basis, and that's why we're here today is to encourage folks to continue to sign on, to share it with their family members, share it with your friends on your social network. You know, you got Thanksgiving coming up. You know that. It's always, as a vegan, it's always a, a really sort of like engaging opportunity to talk to family members about, you know, the impact of factory farming has on our planet, has on, on the animals, has on workers and, uh, and how we can, you know, push for a better system. You know, our mission here at uh, Merch for Animals is to uh, end the industrial animal agriculture uh, system and to uh, uh, reform our food system to be more just and sustainable. Right. And so this is one aspect, one way, one approach to sort of meet that mission is to get USDA, get the Department of Transportation on board, sitting together, talking about this issue and developing realistic and enforceable mechanisms for this uh, 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 atro atrocity when it comes to animals and, and their well-being. What's even worse is like we just we as, as, a, as a country don't have really solid infrastructure on this. There are only five places here in the United States, and this is a, we, a fairly large country, right, where in which animals are able to be onboarded from these transport vehicles, get access to water, get access to food, have access to shelter and rest. And uh, uh, they're, uh, they're just, they, we need to do more. There need, more needs to happen as a country. So one of the comments here, uh, where are they transporting them? Uh, so typically, this is where they're going from uh, wherever they were uh, being farmed at to uh, the, to the slaughterhouse, unfortunately. Um, but they also might be going from one place to another. But this is typically where we're when we're talking about transport. That's what that means. Uh, so they're going and, you know, they're, uh, uh, they're essentially the, their final hours of life uh, are, 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 I mean, the conditions that, in which animals are being farmed are already atrocious and awful. But to put on top of that, that they have to spend this amount of time in these abhorrent conditions just adds to the additional pain and suffering. 
Wow. So you're looking at, and those who are listening, just imagine these pigs and these other animals going into the slaughterhouse, never to come out. You can hear their screams on the outside of the slaughterhouse. I actually recorded this video myself, and I got to tell you, it is a really brutal, really, really brutal to be there and observe these little faces looking at you. And basically, they're babies. Pigs are slaughtered when they're approximately six months old. They're they're babies and they're looking at you and they're saying, what's happening? What's happening to me? And uh, I'll just show you, you know, the, the photos that I personally took at a slaughterhouse. And uh, I got to say that it is so gut-wrenching. And then to add on to that horror, to add on to that horror, the idea that it's so cold that they are going to, uh, my gosh, uh, freeze to death. No, there is something very fundamentally wrong with our society and we are going to pay the price. And folks are saying they are sharing out. Nilafar has said she signed and sharing out with many people. Thank you, Nilafar. And, uh, we've got a caller, Sarah from Atlanta, your question or thought for Alex, uh, of mercy for animals. Hi, I have a question for people that are going to the grocery store and they don't know about these animals freezing. Is there a way that you can show people at the grocery store, like the pictures that are on there now, is there a way to pass a law that that could be illegal because they should maybe show how, maybe how they got on the package? Like, I know it says like humane and stuff, but don't you think they should know like about them freezing to death, how they got there before? I mean, I don't know. It just seems really mixed messages and it's confusing to the consumers. I feel like this is a consumer mm -hmm. issue all the way around. Thank you. No, no, you're absolutely right. That's a, that's a good point. And like you, there, there should be better and more transparency with regards to how long animals are spending on transport uh, and, and the conditions of that. Uh, whether or not that'd be part of the labeling uh, issue, I, I that would be something I'd want to talk to my colleagues about. But uh, that's something that, that that Congress would have to look at, right? They they would be the ones that'd be writing that law. Um, uh, and there might be like uh, you'd I'd have to check about with regards to the USDA and seeing if there's anything they have in their authority there on that issue. But thank you. All right. Yes, and we've got more comments coming in. Uh, well, certainly, yes, this sets it all so sad. And Debbie Kellerman mm -hmm. says, well, even if they didn't freeze to death, the point is they're still going to be slaughtered. No animal should die for any human to eat. We do not need to survive to eat animal products. And yes, they often die. You know, this would strike me just from a cold calculated uh, perspective, it, at, from the industry perspective, it's not smart to let these animals suffer to this point on the way to slaughter. Um, I don't know if, if an animal freezes to death in transport, do they still take that body in and chop it up and no. sell it? Yeah. Oh, it's good. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. They don't. Unfortunately, they, they don't. They, because it's, uh, it would be considered condemned uh, that that animal would be condemned. So they would not be into the system ideally like that. Uh, there's, there are issues there, but regardless of the fact that they, they froze to death, that is an absolutely miserable 
end of life moment and that that again just need, there should be better uh, uh, ways of ensuring that they have access to appropriate spacing access to water access to food and, and access to climate control something that just the bare necessities again like i mentioned earlier the idea of going and being in this sort of weather that you're experiencing in the northeast uh, without access to a heater uh, and without access to sort of any sort of like insulation it's just atrocious and it's, it's, it's barbaric. Like we, we, we can do better as a society uh, it, at the very least, the least that we can do. We've got another caller, Michael in Los Angeles. Your question or thought for Alex Cragen, Mercy for Animals, Director of Government Affairs. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, great. Um, yeah, I, this is really frustrating for me. I've, um, you know, I, it's been... It, this has been going on for so long, and I don't actually see it getting any better. It's actually getting worse as far as, like, how animals are treated. Uh, you know, it, it's just uh, unbelievable. It's, like you said, Jane, it's a crime. And I, I just wanted to ask, uh, you know, your guest, is it, Alex, if, if, is there been any signs of progress, any sign to give us hope that things will change in the future, you know, in the past few years, has anything gotten better? I just want to know, just so you can give me some kind of hope. Yeah, no, I I, I think that there are a, a lot of like opportunities out there. One, like one, this petition going and engaging with the USDA on this is a, is a good first sort of like aspect of the step. But there's also, you know, uh, we have what they refer to as the Farm Bill that, that's coming up uh, that happens every five years. It, it, it's a law, sort of a piece of legislation that deals with the operations of the USDA. And this is something that Mercy for Animals is interested in being involved in. Uh, that's much as I can say here at the moment. Well, I'd say, you know, stay tuned, keep involved, uh, be sure to sign on to our, our newsletter. Uh, but that's, that is one way or in which we can look at these things is to address them either through the Farm Bill or through subsequent legislation or through working with the USDA. There are a number of fronts that we can uh, uh, be looking at this issue. Now, always... I try to find a silver lining in whatever horror, because otherwise we would just throw up our hands and go, oh, my God. But this is with extreme weather increasing as a result of climate change. Tragically, this is going to happen more and more frequently. And of course, the industry calls it supply chain disruption. You heard in the CNN report, they were saying that there was a ban in some areas on traveling. So it's going to become harder and harder for animal agriculture to operate in a world of extreme weather. Meanwhile, we have all sorts of new um, bioidentical meat, cultured meat, all sorts of other products, and of course, vegan products. Mm-hmm. Being vegan 26 years, I know you don't need to eat bioidentical meat. You don't need to eat cultured meat. However, for those who are hell-bent on eating their pound of flesh, there are now these alternatives that are coming up. The FDA just did some approvals on um, cultured meat for the first time. Singapore served a cultured chicken, which is basically, it involves no animal cruelty. It's, for example, we just interviewed the head of Atelier Meats, They use placenta and the umbilical cord to create the uh, DNA structure and the cell structure, and no animal is harmed in the making of that. So is this possibly going to accelerate the adoption of cultured meat, clean meat, uh, by the industry as well as the government? Because it doesn't take a brain surgeon to look at this extreme weather 
hurricanes wiping out places like Fort Myers, Florida, extreme weather in the Northeast, um, you know, fires, floods. Mm -hmm. It's going to become virtually impossible to transport billions of animals in, in transport trucks every year. No, absolutely. You're right. And I, I think that, that, that uh, uh, alternative proteins, so, you, you know, whether that's your TVPs, your tofu of the world, or whether that's cultured salt meats, you know, uh, uh, it's an all, uh, uh, all hands on deck, sort of like all approaches uh, uh, way of, of, a do, of doing this, because you're right, like climate change is, is going to affect our weather, our ability for folks to get around, our ability to do commerce in the way we have done uh, 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 things typically. And so the best thing that we can do is, is uh, 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 continue to engage on these issues, uh, you know, talk to your members of Congress about these issues and let them know about it, but also uh, uh, signing on the petitions, going and getting involved, getting to know uh, uh, folks in your community that are doing this work. And also, uh, uh, you know, uh, being sure that when opportunities around issues like cultures tell me they're out there that, that from your perspective that you're raising your voice you're raising your concerns on these things um i think that that you know there uh that as time goes on the cost of uh, uh animal-based products will rise right and as time goes on and innovation happens as uh, new technologies are adopted the cost of plant-based options or uh uh, uh, uh cell-based options that involve the slaughter of animals will become more affordable and part of my work, part of the work at Merch Family is to help accelerate that, make that make that happen sooner rather than later because All right. the impact that, go ahead. Oh, I just want to jump in because we got a whole bunch of callers. So hang in oh, there, awesome. everybody. Let's hit Emic in Los Angeles. Your question or thought for Alex Craig at Mercy for Animals. Hi, uh, Jane. Thank you so much for your life-saving content. I'm, we all know that there's no humane meat, there's no humane milk, there's no humane transportation. And I know that many of the people who are giving these orders to do as a business would be in the place of animals. They wouldn't want to live in the farms. They wouldn't want to be in the transport trucks. If we could put them in them for once, the Congress people to the trucks and force them to travel like the animals, this industry would be over overnight i'm wondering what you are doing to educate the government i know that you do a lot to educate the public but directly what do you do to educate the government people great question there's no humane way of killing someone thank great you question. No. thank you no thank you that's a great question no we, part of our work is in going and meeting with elected officials and talking to them about these issues and talking about the problems we're talking about today for example animal transport going and talking about how uh, uh, things could be better and what the authority they have over these issues in particular. Um, so going and sitting down with them and, and, and walking through these issues and talking to them and meeting them at the, the, their level, right? Going and uh, uh, getting to know like what their background is. And I would encourage folks to do the same for themselves. Like as individuals, if you care about these issues, uh, uh, get informed and, and, you know, become that person, become establish a relationship with your member of Congress, Congress uh, establish a relationship with your state elected officials, your city council members, your county council members, being a point of contact uh, uh, on these issues and sort of like being a trusted like local expert on these things is a great way to really engage and help change our current food system uh, from what it is to a more humane, more just uh, a food system. 
Well, I have to say, but I want to go to the next caller. <laughs> I'll jump way in there for a second. Nyla Farr in Dallas, Texas, your question or thought to Alex Craig at Mercy for Animals. Hi. Um, uh, again, pivoting on Michael's question a bit earlier, it's a bit frustrating because for those of us who have been at it for decades, um, we see... Um, um, Great work by animal protection organizations such as yours. We see one step forward at the same time. We witness two steps backward because it just seems that there's such a big disconnect between the public and what happens to these sentient beings. And um, working in Texas has its additional difficulties because these um, representatives, which I didn't vote for, they just don't give a damn. <laughs> so do you have any suggestions for, uh, um, for how to um, redirect the attention to these officials who just don't give a damn? No, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, part of it, this sort of work right here, going and talking to the members of the public, that's one way, right? Because eventually, like, a number of the folks here today are going to reach out to their elected officials and let them know about these, this and you know, maybe that results in them getting a meeting and sitting down with them. And and you're right; it, it is frustrating. It is very frustrating. And the and the the only thing I can say to be to keep at it, we can't. We, if we step away, if we walk away from this, like uh, then we allow for the industrial animal agriculture, the factory farming industry, to take the reins on this. If there's no, if we're not showing up um, every day, they're going to be the ones showing up. So. You're right. It is absolutely frustrating. And sometimes it feels overwhelming. And what I would recommend is to, you know, my, what I do, my self-care on these issues, I go and I volunteer. I foster for a local uh, humane society. And that, for me, like being able to have that individual impact right there is incredibly important. It sort of refills my cup, especially after a really difficult meeting or a really difficult week, couple of weeks. So if you're feeling like that, like go and spend some time at a sanctuary, go and volunteer. Um, but keep at this. This is incredibly important. You know, if you're interested in doing more of this work, like we uh, uh, reach out to mergeforamils.org. We have our newsletter. Um, we have opportunities to volunteer. These are something that, you know, we're interested in and we're still developing, but uh, we'd love for, to talk to you more about it. Uh, uh, and then uh, finally, make sure you're signing the petition, be sure you're connecting with folks and communicate on these things. You're right. I, 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 completely understand what you're, you're saying that, that frustration but we can't we can't go into a state of being cynical or, or going and shutting down because when we do then the industry wins it always seems darkest before the dawn and just do the next indicated thing stay out of the results for example people are saying what can i do what can i do it's very simple mercyforanimals.org forward slash transport just just put that into your browser mercyforanimals.org forward slash transport it takes 10 seconds to sign mm -hmm. and uh anytime i get an email from mercy for animals I always click on it because i know they can do it very easily and you know, we're not in this era where people somebody said where's the petition i'll sign okay we're going to show one more time we'll keep showing it throughout this broadcast mercyforanimals.org forward slash transport that's the way to go. Take that action. And, you know, my cynicism is about uh, whether they really pay attention to anything aside from a campaign like this. Uh, that's why I think these campaigns are so important. The days of writing letters, you know, to 
you're a member of Congress and putting in the mail are over. And there, it's a numbers game because I've been on the other side and I see how they see it. Yes, if they get a flood of angry phone calls, they pay attention. If they get a campaign where you've got uh, thousands of people signing, they may pay attention. But tell us once again, what do you want the USDA and the Department of Transportation to do? Good question. And uh, again, we're trying to, we're asking the USDA and the Department of Transportation to establish standards with regards to animal transport. So appropriate spacing for species, uh, uh, ensuring that they have regulations around food and water and ensuring that there's some sort of uh, process for in which folks that are breaking those laws uh, can be potentially held accountable. Uh, and there's one other thing, hang on here. Yeah, uh, also insurance for rest time and then protect from extreme temperatures. Uh, so not only like what we're experiencing in the Northeast, right? Uh, those extreme cold, but those extreme hots in August and July and, and, and September where, you know, animals are going and dying of preventable like hyper hyperthermia. So like heat stroke. And it's just absolutely, again, it's just, it, they deserve better. We have the ability to do it. It's time to act now. Well, we are going to take a very short break on Voice America Radio, but we are going to stay live on Facebook as well as the Unchained TV app. You can watch this on the Unchained TV app, which is our new global streaming network for uh, these kinds of issues, because this should be something that the major news media covers, okay? Meanwhile, the major news media is putting in their turkey recipes and Uh, talking about the rising price of turkey and never once looking at it from the perspective of these poor animals. Debbie says she just signed. So let's get everybody signing. Everybody who's upset, take action. We will be back in a moment, but we're staying live right here on all the other platforms. So stay with us. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Welcome back to Unchained TV on Voice America Radio. I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, and you are now re-entering a portal to a transformative way of living. 
And we are talking to Alex Gregan of Mercy for Animals, the Director of Government Affairs. I also want to ask you about the farm bill because so much of this wouldn't be happening if we weren't us taxpayers forced to subsidize this industry that is destroying the planet. You know, we talk about the Amazon, 70% of the Amazon that is being destroyed is being destroyed for cattle grazing. Who are the consumers? American consumers. So people go, oh, you know, it's terrible that we're destroying the Amazon. Well, look in the mirror, okay? Uh, look in the mirror as to why this is being destroyed. It's because people are going to the supermarket and picking up a slab of meat. And just today, I read a very negative article in the New York Times about plant-based meats. And I just was like, oh my God, carnist media. You know, uh, let's, let's wake up because it's not good for anybody's business if it's too hot to walk outside. I read an article about how UPS workers and other delivery people are fainting in the summertime because it's too hot. It's too hot to transport animals or it's too cold to transport animals. The weather is becoming increasingly extreme due to climate change. And this is just the appetizer. It's going to get exponentially worse. Not me saying this. Look at Breaking Boundaries. Sir David Attenborough has done this incredible documentary. No radical activist. Sir David Attenborough, Breaking Boundaries. I believe it's on Netflix. We are breaking boundaries that once you break through them, there's no going back. And one of the key drivers of climate change, greenhouse gas emissions, methane emissions, is animal agriculture. And yet people don't talk about it. And now the animals are suffering again doubly exponentially by being forced to be transported in this extreme weather. Why is it that otherwise intelligent people, the best and the brightest, which by the way was a sarcastic title, the best and the brightest brought us the quagmire, the Vietnam War. Why is it that these people, uh, particularly in government, are they just looking two years ahead so they can get reelected and they can't see the big picture? Uh, so I think it's a combination of things. One, you know, they are focused. The, the two-year election cycle is drastically sort of like prohibitive when it comes to being able to develop policies while also trying to effectively get elected to office, right? That is, that is a, a, an issue with regards to our democracy, our democ democratic republic, whatever you want to call it. Another one is uh, folks aren't uh, uh, as connected to their food system as they were. The Humane Methods of Slaughter Act was passed in, what was it, 1958. That was over 70 years ago. And folks, oh, as time has gone on and, and, and the industry has consolidated that aspect that, that of, of sort of what, what the farmed animal existence has been further sort of isolated from everyday consumers and so they're not aware so they have to rely on labeling and, and information that's provided by the industry and some of those have specific outlines that are regulated by the usda and others don't and so there's a lot of confusion there and so one thing that uh, can be addressed on this is the farm bill as you mentioned earlier and uh you know folks that are in congress they can develop uh, pieces of legislation that could be eventually adopted into the, the, the farm bill itself, um, something that we're very interested in. Uh, 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 and uh, so I would encourage folks, like, be aware that the next year and a half, there's a lot of opportunity to really engage on this particular issue. So if you're interested in getting more involved, to learn about these things, go to mercyforamels.org. One, again, transport, sign that petition, sign up for our newsletter, uh, and get, it, get involved with your local community organization on these issues because it's going to take all of us to really change the system. And it's not just, you know, folks who are involved in the animal welfare and animal rights community, also involved the labor community. Folks that are working in this industry are exploited. They are, 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 are treated terribly. 
and and it requires you know collaboration with them in order to make that sort of change it requires environmental groups getting them on board you know they are looking at things from the fossil fuels perspective or trying to find renewable greener uh, 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 alternatives to the fossil fuel industry but they also need to be talking about issues related to factory farming but they don't have that pressure so going and engaging with them getting involved with them talking to them about that issue trying to shift that conversation uh, uh is one way of going about doing this uh for myself like what i'm envisioning is a, a growing of a coalition bringing folks together wherever they come from uh uh and getting them on board with the idea of a more just and humane uh food system all right, we've got yet another caller. This is a hot topic, and we've got Annie in Los Angeles. Your question, your thought for Alex Craig at Diversity for Animals. Hello, thank you for having me on, and thank you for having Alex. You, you do an amazing job, Mercy for Animals. I love you. I highly recommend everybody to sign the petitions anytime you see it. One of the things that really bothers me is that the undermining or taking our words, uh, saying everything is being done humanely. We, what else can we do because the the laws are not changing? I know you've talked about every, every kind of thing happening, but the frustrating aspect of this is when we do protest, when we try to awaken people, we seem that we are uh, not able to connect to people for them to understand that these animals are no different than the dogs and the cats that they are loving. It's very frustrating, and the laws are not changing. And that is the thing that I feel that we are um, really tr uh, uh, weakened by because the system itself is supporting our own taxes. Sometimes I even say that the money we're paying the $50 billion plus that is going towards the subsidy every year from our pocket, why don't they give us, let's put a clause in the law that my tax is paying money for you to murder animals, right? 200 to 300 a year. Give me those animals alive. Can we do something like that? Like, you know, try and, and, and break it down to them that if you're taking my tax money, which you are, without my desire, give me the animals that you are going to murder on my, with my money on my behalf, because I'm not going to eat those animals. I want them alive. And if we, so many of us do that, maybe they will understand the volume of the animals that are being killed and the money that's going to be, we should have a voice over what, what's happening, basically. Maybe that's, maybe that's the way to go. Maybe that's something that we could do. Because every method we try, grassroots and everything, I would love to reach millions of people. We reach so many. My little fur baby, Chanel Tamp, she is an animal mascot. She reaches out to so many. But the amount, the number of, the sheer number of animals killed, sheer number of people that are blinded to the reality uh, is really overwhelming. So Thank you we so much. Yes, I, I think it's an excellent question. Thank you, Annie from LA. We're going to take it back to Alex Cragen of Mercy for Animals. No, I, I think that's a very interesting idea. I I, um, I, I, I don't have a, a background in tax policy, so I can't speak to that. But that's a, an interesting idea. It's something I, that folks should uh, look at uh, further. Um, but regardless, I would I would I would challenge that that it it is frustrating that, that but that that change takes time, and we, we we have to sort of keep at this sort of pressure. We can't back away. Like again, as I mentioned earlier, like. The best way to uh, uh, to to make this happen is by going 
and, and engaging with folks on an ongoing basis and identifying folks that are in your community that are involved, that are impacted by this and developing relationships with them, right? Developing coalition work. Uh, uh, that to me, I think is the most critical aspect of this uh, going and, and discussing that sort of aspect as you mentioned earlier, like with regards to cats and dogs and, and the, the intelligence level going and talking to folks about that because they don't really know, right? They don't, folks aren't just generally aware because culture has taught everybody that chickens are dumb, that, that pigs are, 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 are live in squalid conditions. Pigs are absolutely uh, one of the brightest animals out there. They're incredibly uh, insightful and they deserve dignity and respect as do chickens, as do all animals. And I, I would encourage you to go and sort of like introduce them, start to have that conversation, develop those relations, keep engaged. We can't, we can't, again, we cannot uh, throw up our hands on these issues because if we do, then the industry will just win and it will continue to be where we are today. We've got another caller, Tom in Chicago, your question or thought. Hello, thank you for taking my call. Uh, my question was, Jane had brought it up earlier where these people would rather collect the insurance money than save the animals. I remember a few years back during a hurricane, they let these animals drown without any attempt to rescue them. Uh, my mm-hmm. question was, these trucks are just sheet metal trucks, okay? They're just as bad in summer as they are in wintertime. Would insurance companies ever require these operators to have, like, air conditioning and heating for these trucks year-round? It seems like they're paying out this money that rather let the animals die than try to save them. Why isn't the insurance company stepping in here and telling these uh, farmers and drivers and so forth to have controlled temperature trucks to transport these animals? Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. No, that, that's good. That's a great question. And actually, I'm going to go and do some research on that, Tom. I, I, I don't have an answer for you there, but I will. Uh, uh, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. And, you know, here's my idea, because there are like six country six companies now that control the entire industry i mean we got tyson we got jbs we got smithfield we got there they're a handful you can count them on your hand and it's also becoming harder for them uh we see that prices are going up uh because of supply chain disruptions and it's largely due to um nature telling us something you're doing here people is really bad so we had the pandemic which of course there were controversies about it but the new york times itself in february um published an article that said uh scientific community has said in all likelihood the evidence is overwhelming that it started at a wet market okay it may you know we don't know we can never know just like you can never know in a criminal trial if you didn't have the cameras rolling, exactly what happened. But there's a very likely probability that it started in the wet market as previous pandemics have started in other wet markets. Uh, so you have that. Uh, you have climate change with the extreme weather. I mean, nature is trying to send us a message. You know, what you're doing with industrialized animal agriculture is not working. And is there a way to approach the executives of this industry since you could probably say that you could fit everybody in one room who runs all these com- country uh, these companies and just say um look it's going to get worse for you with every passing year with climate change why don't we switch now to cultured meat why don't we just do that switch now before because the clock is ticking we only have a few years we can't talk to everybody one on one there are now 8 billion people on the planet uh, we understand that governments have been co-opted by industry. We understand even the United Nations 
has been in some respects co-opted by industry. They're still serving meat at their climate conferences. So as Claire Smith of the vegan ETF, V-E-G-N said, we simply have to make cruelty-free more profitable than cruelty. There is a way for them to make vast sums of money with all of these different variations on cultured meat. You have bioidentical meat being created by a company uh, called Paleo in Belgium. We interviewed that uh, scientist who runs that company. He's a former a member of uh, the uh, parliament, I believe, in Belgium. He was a political leader of some sort. Um, you have uh, microalgae production happening in Israel. You've got um, Atelier Meats using a placenta and uh, the um, umbilical cord of cows, absolutely cruelty-free uh, cultured meat based on that. I mean, there are all of these alternatives. Why do we have to wait for 10 years, or 15 years, uh, just like the electric car could have been in the 1990s. There's a great documentary, Who Killed the Electric Car? Because they killed the electric car and they didn't transition. We had to wait 30 years. Now everybody wants electric cars. Everybody makes a comparison between electric cars and the meat industry, but we don't have 30 years. We've got to do a shortcut. Is there a way for Mercy for Animals to get these people in a room and say, it's not good business if the planet is toast? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I can't say for certain that we can get all those folks in there, but we can certainly, I know we do a lot of corporate engagement and we try and work with uh, um, companies to to commit to better and higher welfare, welfare standards. Uh, whether we could do a, that sort of like transformative change that would require a lot of folks other than just ourselves. Like you, it would, it would require like a coalition, a community to get them to sit down and to discuss this. Uh, but I also think, again, for myself, this is where the policy comes to play. A lot of some of our major shifts in society are the result of government action and government investment. And so going and, and investing and making the conscientious sort of decision that we're going to look at this further and that we're going to try and improve society uh, uh, in this particular direction, in this particular way, funding this particular program, that's something that Congress can do. And that's something that the, the administration can do. And that's part of the reason why we're doing this petition, right? Going and uh, encouraging the USDA, the Department of Transportation to uh, uh, to rule out, sort of to establish standards that are um, uh, with regards to the 28-hour law. Uh, that's why we're uh, very interested in intrigued on like opportunities to engage on things like the Farm Bill, uh, as well as other legislation uh, at the federal level as well as the state level. You know, we're, we're trying to go and do this at every level of government that we possibly can. There are other organizations that are doing the same thing as well. And what our hope is, my hope is, is to sort of build together sort of this this a feasible sort of like working coalition of organizations and folks in the community, build a top down and a bottom up strategy on this so we can make, uh, 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 address the issues of climate change, address the issues of the cruelties in our food system uh, in a meaningful way and in a way that is uh, uh, sooner rather than later. That being said, all change is a marathon and not a sprint here. And I think that's a, a, one of the frustrating things that we, we have here. All right. And do we still have Paige on hold from Los Angeles? 
Hello. Um, Hello. All right. Yes, I'm, I'm calling in. Can, hopefully you can hear me. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. You know, I just got an email from Mercy for Animals about the volunteer virtual um, orientation. So I just want to let callers know out there and viewers that, you know, you can get involved by clicking on their website and find out ways that you can also um, engage. My question is, how do we work with farmers to uh, let them know that this is a dying industry, meat, dairy, and eggs and fish, and to bring them into the plant world. We need these farmers who know their land to bring more plants onto, you know, their farms. So what are your thoughts on that? And thank you so much. No, I, I would say that there are a number of farmers that are aware of that. You know, they, uh, folks that are uh, uh, farm, that are farming animals, you know, they, they uh, 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 live on, on, thin margin. They don't make a lot of money. Most of the money that is made is part of the integrators, like the, the folks that are sort of like that condensed aspect of the industry. And we have a great program um, at Mercy Animals that uh, we work with Transformation that go and work with those farmers that want to transition away from uh, uh, farmed animals to something like growing mushrooms, growing hemp, growing other vegetables and fruits, uh, rather than simply going and continuing what they've been doing because as a result of that a number of farmers are in you know deep in debt and they have no uh real opportunity to get out of that sort of arrangement and so going and finding uh those folks finding ways to sort of uh, uh move them away from that debt and investing into a sustainable more environmentally friendly more uh uh, uh plant-based focus that doesn't involve the exploitation of animals yeah so uh, this is all so amazing because I will say this, Mercy for Animals is big enough that you could form that coalition and you do so much work with transformation and working in the halls of Congress, which is so important. So we only have a couple of minutes. I have two quick questions. Where does the farm bill stand? A, in other words, in terms of changing those subsidies so that there's more subsidies going to uh, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains that humans eat, as opposed to ginormous com commodity crops that are consumed by farmed animals. Yeah, so uh, the answer there is uh, come 2023, we'll, we'll start seeing those initial conversations rolling out in Congress. They don't plan on addressing that until the new Congress comes in. Uh, and so over the next year, it could be longer. Uh, the, the previous farm bill took more than a year to get developed. But that will be uh, uh, a larger conversation. There'll be things called marker bills. Uh, they're sort of like designed to be standalone legislation. They're um, potentially could be included or adopted into that farm bill. Uh, and you know there are like there likely going to be legislation out there that will address some of the issues that Mercy for Animals and other organizations are interested in to uh, uh, potentially adopt into that. Uh, uh, and then you know like just long term like going and developing that larger grassroots movement because it's going to take multiple farm bills for us to be able to uh, uh, effectively go and get our government to shift away from the current incentives, the current uh, uh, sort of aspects of the USDA into a better, more humane, more just sort of food system focus. Just to interrupt you, because we only have two minutes, you say there's multiple farm bills, but it renews like it's renewing in 2023 and then it's mm -hmm. there for quite a while. Yeah, so it'll be one in twenty twenty three, but like there will also be an opportunity in twenty twenty eight. Like that, that that's the oh, nature I'm of uh, uh, be around in twenty twenty eight. Yeah, no, I know. I I mean, we're, we've got to get this farm bill, and you know, from what people told me is that 
of course, the other side is working with their lobbyists right now to protect mm -hmm. themselves. I wonder, and, and please, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I appreciate everything you're doing, and I'm a massive, massive fan of Mercy for Animals, but just the fact that I get to talk to you is so exciting. Do you, do you reach out to people like, for example, Bill Gates, one of the largest or the largest private landowner, mostly farmed animals. He's also invested in meat alternatives, plant-based alternatives, et cetera. You know, he would be a perfect person to, he's even said, we, we need to go into synthetic meat uh, and soon. No, I, I, I can't say that I've reached out to Bill Gates, but if someone, someone has some contact information, happy to talk to him about it. No, uh, but like, uh, uh, no, going and finding folks that are interested in this and engaged on this issue that are informed, that have that sort of sway, like I'm, I, that is one thing that I'm very interested in learning uh, uh, engaging in. Uh, we already have the folks that we know uh, existingly and that we're trying to engage on these issues. Uh, but if folks are interested in, in, in connecting with other people, let me know. Happy to happy to hear from them. Happy and to hear from again, you. The main thing, our main point today is sign this petition. Mercyforanimals.org forward slash transport. If you're upset by what's happening, it's a very easy way. It takes literally less than 10 seconds. I signed the petition right before this show and it takes less than 10 seconds. You just go to mercyforanimals.org forward slash transport and you can also share out this video. Share out this video and you can actually go to Unchained TV. It's on the app now. We are streaming now live on our global streaming network and you can share the share button on this video out on Twitter, on Facebook, all across social media. So we're giving you the tools to be able to uh, spread the word about this issue on as many platforms as possible. And I just want to say we have about 30 seconds. Thank you, Alex, for everything you do. You are an inspiration. Uh, I know you're a very busy person. Thank you for taking an hour to talk to us today. And please let us know how we can help you because we're huge fans of Mercy for Animals, Leah Garces, as well as Milo Runkel, who I know for many years. Um, they're amazing people. They're doing amazing work. Your team is fantastic. Everybody support Mercy for Animals. They are just knocking it out of the park. One of the most effective animal organizations on the planet. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.